Yeah. 
need to laugh and when the sun is out I've got something I can laugh about I feel good in a special way I'm in love and it's a sunny day Take a walk, the sun is shining down, burns my feet as they touch the ground. Good day, sunshine. Good day, sunshine. Good day, sunshine. Then we lie. A shady tree. I love her and she's loving me. She feels good. She knows she's looking fine. I'm so proud to know that she is mine. Good day, sunshine. Good day, sunshine. Good day, sunshine. Good day, sunshine. Hey, yeah, there I am. <laughs> Looking all over for that thing. Yeah, I'm a tangled mess. Hey, what's going on? It's uh, it's Bughouse Square. It's it's uh, it's Mini Radio. Uh, it's all these things. Uh, Mini Radio, yeah, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's on the corner of 21st in Florida. <coughs> in the beautiful mission where it's always flat and sometimes sunny. It's dark now. It's dark and it, there's a drear... There's a drear in the uh, upon the city, and uh, there is uh, ominous predictions of of a uh, bomb cyclone. They call these things now. This is a bomb cyclone and a atmospheric river event happening simultaneously. Or uh, I don't know. I, all I know is the, uh, the the meteorologists are are you know they're they're erect and um, they're they're delivering the, <laughs> the bad news. So. Uh, it's 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 all all quiet and Sparkle City right now, but um, apparently tomorrow uh, we're gonna be there's landslides and and avalanches and uh, floods, all that kind of thing. So uh, with that in mind, you know we'll we're trying to prepare. Uh, you you know make sure your your grates you gotta that water goes water goes where it will go, so you have to let it go. Um, yeah, that's what my t-shirt says. Let me, uh, tell you about what's going on. Yeah, it's the first show of the year. Uh, pretty excited about it. We've got a lot of contributors. Of course, I'm just, like, dragging my <laughs> ass and, like, playing a bunch of, stuff, but, you know, what are we going to do? We're, we'll get to them. If we don't get to all of them tonight, we will, um, we will. Uh, but, yeah, it's a good, uh, 2023, it's a good year. Scott's here. Uh, he's eating something that he neglected to share with me but that's cool because he brought me a, a good record a uh beatles it was uh it's called world war Two, and it's like a beatles record with or it's not a beatles record at all it's a 
it's a record that's all Beatle covers. So dig that. Two records. And we did uh, A Day in the Life, and that was, <laughs> it was uh, Frankie Valley. I expected a little more of Frankie, frankly. <laughs> it w- that was pretty straightforward. But what are you going to do? You know, you, you, you're going in cold on these sisters and brothers. Um, yeah, let me tell you about what else we listened to. So we, uh, we had uh, Johnny Cash. We opened up with uh, Five Feet High and Rising. Um, and then we went to, uh, the t- we had the Talking Heads in there from the Remaining Light. We did uh, Born Under Punches. Uh, we had King Sonny A Day in there from and his uh, African Beats. And we did El Sae Ray. Yeah, I think that was it. I'm sorry about the pronunciation. And we did uh, Break On Through the Doors from their first record. Good song, good uh, good production, yes. Uh, the uh, Mucho Machu <laughs> Machu Cambos. Mucho Machu Cambos. And we did uh, Chachita. That's a good record. Mucho Machu Chambos. Yeah, I like those guys. We're going to be back to them. Um, uh, Beck Ola from the that's uh, Jeff Beck with uh, I believe that was Rod Stewart, kind of his caterwauling there in that one. Uh, Rolling Stones from the Beggar's Banquet. We did um, Sympathy for the Devil. That's just an awesome tune. Uh, I like to play that one around the campfire. I do. Um, <coughs> they pelted us with rocks and garbage. It's a uh, a compilation of, uh, I think they're uh, Cleveland bands, I think, one of those Ohioan cities. And we did uh, Twirling Bodies by the, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the, the I think the appliances maybe, yeah, the small appliances. Yeah, 80s punk. Yeah, where are they now? <laughs> where are they now? The Ventures from the Let's Go record. We did Sukiyaki. I uh, just watched a awesome uh, uh, um, uh, video biography of the of the ventures, and uh, it was impressive. And I'm I'm I, I've been um, I I'm, I'm picking up the records. I've, I have been. I always do whenever I see a record, a ventures record. I get it. The Cure <coughs> quad. Quadpus <laughs> from the Quadpus uh, uh, EP. Uh, we did uh, Close to Me. And before that, after that was uh, Elvin Jones from the Genesis record. Elvin Jones. Uh, Sailing Shoes we did. Little Feet. And uh, ZZ Top from the Fandango record we did. Uh, eh, shit, I forget what it was. Um. There's a segment we do here, Scott, called Rise from the Basement because it's no lie in the basement. We're miles apart. No surprise. We're going to rise from the basement. What it is, it's home recordus. You know, can you grasp that? Home recordus, people who record music in their homes, any style, any genre, just has to be recorded there. So uh, people send me links to their music or send me their music like JP, Axel, Brahma did. Um, so if you dig J-P-A-X-E-L, uh, Krama, K-R-A-M-M-A, I'm sure he's, they've got all kinds of stuff there. We're going to do, uh, 
He sent me four. I'm hoping this works because we've been kind of going back and forth because he sent me some Spotify stuff and I can't do Spotify here. <coughs> I don't know what it is. They don't want me and I, that's okay. I don't want them. I've got my records. I don't need you, Spotify. Right, you don't rule me. Uh, the Loose Goose is free. That's the name of this. So I'm, I, uh, we'll see. I, we'll go through this together. I've got it. I'm touching it. It um, already has responded. It's uh, it's like a fetching an attachment. Okay. And there's a thing, and it's uh, a little kind of a play icon, and it's the dots are going, and it, it looks like it's... Um, that's it.
Yeah, that's uh, James Brown, Soul Power. Man, they just faded out of that one. That must have been like one hell of a recording session. We're going back to the basement. This is Ohio Avenue from uh, from Chicago. And this song is called Glue Me Back Together. Let's hope it works. I'm touching the uh, icon. The spinning dots are uh, indicating that it's recepted. I received my request and pressing it and seeing if I'm worthy to uh, let this play. I wish that there was no one there to see 
Yeah, that's David Sanchez uh, from the Carib record. Yeah, you know, one that doesn't have who uh, David Sanchez, David Sanchez playing on it. But that's good. It's a nice, uh, that was a nice number. Going back to the basement, this is Reset Button uh, by Alex Price. If you dig this, look for Alex Price on Bandcamp. Uh, Reset Button is the name of the song. And Alex Price is the name of the artist. I'm going to turn this. I'm touching this. The circular dots, uh, the, the pause button comes back. There we go. to you at night I seem 
questions I feel my doubts wishing that maybe in a year or two we could laugh and let it all out now that you've made yourself love me do you think I can change it in a day how can I place you Yeah, that's Neil Young from the uh, After the Gold Rush record. Um, I believe in you. I do, uh, you know, depends who you are, uh, but you know who I'm talking about. Um, going back to the basement. They're dying to keep the peace is the name of the song. It's from Old Themes, new record, Old Themes, comma, new record by Better Demo Union. So dig that. They're out of Boston, Boston, Massachusetts. God, it's a mouthful of Massachusetts. All right. Uh, they're dying to keep the peace. So they got to turn that up. I'm touching this. All right. Let's see this. Uh, it has uh, the dots are going. It has accepted my request. <laughs> dig.
the band uh, wheels of fire going back to the basement howie zow dig this howie zow i don't even have to spell it man uh, there's only one way let me tell you a little bit about howie or uh as uh also we know also known as zow uh he's from uh soyo set long island so he's soyos soyo set island Study composition with Rudolph Schramm at Carnegie Hall. <laughs> Damn, all right. Uh, how he began, uh, began performing downtown clubs in a band called Inter Interlux with a continuously changing lineup, dot, dot, dot. Read more. Can't, Howie, got to get into it right now. This is, you'll be sad, but I'll be glad when I'm gone is the name of this. That's turned up. I'm touching this. It's... 
It's recognized me. It's, it's considering my request. Am I worthy of Howie Zell? Let us see. Um, well, uh, that's a positive kind of thing.
Yeah, there goes Bob Dylan um, uh, playing those outlaw blues. Uh, we're going back to the basement. This is Funeral. If you dig this, Funeral, look for them on Bandcamp, you know, like uh, the thing you go to. Uh, they're out of Chicago. Uh, wait a minute. This is called I-U-I-O, I-U-I-O, by I-U-I-O. Song's called Mother Earth. So I don't know what Funeral is. Funeral Recordings. All right, so it's Funeral Recordings out of Chicago. So this must be I-U-I-O, uh, I-U-I-O, it's spelt I-U-I-O, and a song's called Mother Earth. So if you dig this, look for uh, funeral uh, recordings, and then you can just sample all their stable that they have. This is Mother Earth, I'm touching it. The dots are circulating. A good sign. Um, they seem to be considering my request, and uh, here we go.
Yes, Ben Bug Out Square. Thanks for doing what you got to do to do. Uh, thank you, contributors. I will uh, appreciate that in time to come. Hope to get to you again someday. Stay tuned for Claudia and the Loaf. Uh, they could be here. I'm coming in a little early, but, you know, they usually roll in when they have to. Make it a good, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a new year. Let's, let's uh, try to be as decent as we can and help those who can't, right?
Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman! Hey! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Wow, what a long acronym. That stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. That is a long acronym, and it's been long for a long time of years. That is... That yeah. is name. Six years, seven years. You know, uh, I think we're approaching. That's why uh, we have two listeners. LW. And what was it again? Oh, yeah. The other listener thinks they're listening to the LWAF podcast, long-winded as fuck, <laughs> which is two guys watching Netflix shows. So, but we're not that. We are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube, as our acronym describes. Right now, we're on mutinyradio.fm every Tuesday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Following Found Round Sound with Scott O. Last week I called him Steve O. Oh, Scott O. Yeah, Scott O. We're also right now on YouTube as we are every week. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, for the full experience. But you can DYI it today uh, by listening to our podcast and watching a full-length movie on YouTube at the same time. That's the premise. That's what the acronym stands for. Why do you need to know this acronym, Carl? We have a podcast, too. You can find it by searching L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. So you have three options right now. You're listening to us on Mutiny Radio Sunday. You're watching our YouTube channel, or you're listening to our podcast. And all we ask in return why don't you donate some money to Mutiny Radio? Go ahead to Venmo and send a couple bucks at Mutiny Radio. Uh, Carl, gosh, good to see you, man. Good what movie are we watching? This? Oh, I should mention, Carl is a co-host. Gotcha, Carl. Uh-huh. That, means, that means he wrote the theme song. He produces and edits the show. He interviews a celebrity comedian who will do our countdown to the movie today. And he researches the movie every week. But for today, it's the switcheroo. Carl asked me to research and watch several times a movie and presented today. Carl, what was that movie? That was Green Grow the Rushes, 1951. Oh. Green, that's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Green Grow the Rushes, 1951. Oh. The channel we like is Aminat Oldies. Aminat Oldies. Terrific. Well, I'm really excited about that. Green Grow the Rushes, 1951. And you know what, Carl? Maybe if we're good, if we're good, and I don't have to pull this car over, I will sing you the folk song, Green Grows the Rushes. Oh, okay. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, are you? I don't think you are. Well, I'm pretending. I don't think you want to know what this is about. Do you want to know what it's about? 
Well, it's there's rushes and they grow. And when they grow, they appear green. Oh. So, okay, fair enough. Do, do you know the, the REM cover? Green rush, the green grow the rushes? Okay, so I did watch this film. And when I searched Hi. for it. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, just so I wasn't out of context. I didn't do yeah. any. Re I only watched right. it once. I hardly fair paid enough. attention. And I did see REM come up. Now, I was an REM fan. I thought I knew everything they did. I did not know they did. They did a song called Green Grass and Rushes. And if I can understand what the fuck he's saying, I think it is the, the folk song, which I will sing at the end. Okay. You know how you know how the 12 days of Christmas is Christmas is Christmas? But it's not Christmas because we're not singing about anything Christian? Yeah, it's the same song, the but mm -hmm. every single night there's a fucking something about religion in it. So we're going to have to wait till the end of this movie. Man, we got a packed show for you tonight. Not only did we have an amazing introduction, we are going to watch Greengrass the Grushes. Go ahead, into your searches. Search for it. Okay. In the YouTube search engine, everyone put in Green Grow the Rushes, right. 1951. And the channel we like again was, what is an oldies? You're not going to find a lot of channels. I'm a nuts oldies, right. It's the only movie version of Greengrass the Grushes. Yo. You did it again. Greengrass. Green. Gra Rose, oh. the rest is, oh, oh, God, fuck. And I think right. that that title has nothing to do with this film. I mean, they're in a marsh. Yeah, you know, it reminds me of Mr. Show. They could call it Flippity-Doo, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's 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 crazy British farce. Uh, green, grass, aggressive. So go ahead, hit that link, hit pause, Again. move to zero, zero, zero. What, am I not pronouncing the name? Green? Pronouncing isn't the right word. You're using different words. <laughs> green grush the grushes grow right green grow. grush the grushes 1951 grow. that's what you don't put in the youtube search engine listen so we did the introduction we told them where to go they got the link we're about to launch into a pre-recorded interview carl did with a celebrity comedian who is going to launch us into the movie so yeah. we have yeah and then we'll be watching the movie and at the end i will sing this fucking song all right so what a pack <laughs> You know, most of these bad movie podcasts, Carl, they're two hours long because they talk about the movie. Ours is two hours long because we talk over the entire movie. Right. right. Much better. Okay. All right. So we're going to kick this off, Carl. I am obviously very animated and excited to see this movie. So let us meet Carl. With He's going to talk to a celebrity comedian. We'll learn about the celebrity comedian. And then they will do the countdown. And when they say go, hit go. And we'll see you then. I'll see you then. Take it away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Bahe Ho! Welcome, Bahe! Thank you so much. Fantastic to be here. I'm Mike Spiegelman. I'm on this interview, too. I'm a good friend with Bahe, and I'm glad to have you on the Celebrity Comedian Countdown portion of our show. Usually Thanks. these interviews are conducted by Carl. We're going to pick your brain, Bahe. I know Vahe is a comedian in San Francisco, a very funny comedian, and also probably one of the best showrunners, has the best show, better than Cheaper Than Therapy, better than The Punchline, better than anything you're going to see. In fact, it, it's baked in the title, The Best of SF Stand-Up Showcase. Uh, Vahe, what led you into doing this? How did this happen? The show? The one yeah. that we've been doing for eight years? Um, well, I always knew I kind of wanted to have my own because it's kind of nice. It gives you a lot of artistic freedom to experiment in whatever way you want because nobody can tell you that, like, they don't want you doing that, um, except the audience. And the audience hasn't told me that. Like, the audience 
you know, we've developed kind of a, a little bit of a following of people who like know where the show is every Friday and they come back and we feature the best comics in San Francisco, like Mike. In the title. Yeah, it's right there in the title and uh, it's fun. So how did it come about? Yeah, I just, I just, um, well, we did a show for Variety and then I approached them afterwards and I was like, because it went so well, it was awesome. And uh, I was like, hey, do you want to work on like a regular show? And uh, they said, yeah. And so we did that. And it wasn't through like, without like their great cooperation, it wouldn't be possible because like, we certainly went through a lot of rough and rocky times. And I think Mike, you were probably there for many of those. Yeah, I should say, full disclosure, I worked the door for Vahe uh, for several years. The Variety Theater is one of the best theaters. It is one of the weird hidden gems in San Francisco. It's, it's a critics uh, theater screening room where for during the 90s I went once, uh, but they all, you, all the critics would see the movies there, and it's run by the Variety Theater, which is a charity group that does these charity runs and does the Vahe's live show. Now, what got you into comedy, though, Vahe? I mean, what was the reason? What was your voice? Um, so always as a as a child, like in school, I was like making people laugh and trying to like be silly. I was like always like the silly kid, you know. And uh, I think I was always like trying to, because there was a lot of seriousness around me all the time. I felt like I think I grew up in like, a serious environment and stuff, and uh, I was trying to like break through that. And then in high school, I did some like on stage stuff, and it went like really well. So then I was like, oh, I really like this. And then I moved down to San Diego and I started making trips to like the Laugh Factory. Um, but there's a comedy store on Pearl Street that I would go to um, sometimes and like some other stuff. And at that time, I think I was like 17 when I went up at the, the Laugh Factory the first time. And I told this story on Zoom. It was funny because like I went up on stage, I was really nervous. And uh, I went to the bathroom beforehand. And uh, I. So I, then I go up on stage and uh, everyone starts like laughing and I think I'm doing really well, but it turns out my zipper is down. I didn't. <laughs> Classic, right of passion, right of uh, comedy. Yeah. And then the guy, you know, uh, what's the guy's name? Like James Trevor. I, I went up and like talked to him after that. And I don't even know if he saw because I think he would have mentioned something about the zipper being down. Like, you know how he gives advice to people? So he told me like do comedy. It was either a hundred more times or a thousand more times and then come back. So in other words, don't come back for like a really long time. But I think it was cool that he like did that for comics, you know, because he was like the owner. I don't know if he still does that or what, but I didn't go there a ton of times because it was like an hour away from where I was going to school. But when I did, I got that feedback from him. It was like a cool thing. So. Uh, yeah, it's the importance. I mean, the, the shows are for the audiences, but it also really does help comics to have like a kind of a solid place to, to go from. Pretty memorable. One of the things you guys did during the pandemic, I, so I was working with you and there was a big argument of whether or not you should run the show. I think it was March of 2020 at the time. And you guys went off and went virtual uh, doing interviews and then kicked off probably one of the most successful still running Zoom shows out there. How do you feel with having that title? <laughs> um, it's cool. I like it because I like doing the show and stuff, but I think Zoom comedy does have like a bad connotation. I think people associate it with the pandemic and also it it kind of removes like the person-to-person -person element of stand-up which I think many comics like hold so dear um, but it is a form of human connection and I think it will be around in the future and I think you know based on the people that come you were on the show last night it was a lot of fun yeah and you had a hundred audience members and uh 
uh, it was, they all have a kind of a community thing. It, it was it was pretty rock solid. You know, I feel like Zoom shows are like CNN. Like once there's a national emergency, everyone's clicking on to it. You know, we just have to wait for another uh, another pandemic. But I, I do think like the the cat's out of the bag, and and you guys run a real pro- professional show too. Like, um, you had some notoriety because somebody fucked on uh, live. Can I bring that up? I don't I don't want to albatross you, but uh, aren't you the show where someone fucked on live? couple fucks uh yeah but it was like a tasteful fuck you know it was like it was like one of those like softcore porn movies it wasn't like a hardcore right but, uh, i mean you know the way I, I think about that is like during the pandemic we all did a lot of crazy you know? <laughs> and i think we should all get like a pass for those couple years i mean geez like there's enough holding people accountable for every little thing it's like can we get like a pass during the pandemic i mean yeah they had yeah. sex i personally don't think sex is like a dirty bad thing personally but yeah a lot of people thought it was bad and, uh, well they came they came to see the show they came they were focusing on stand-up and yeah. any kind of extra stuff they probably didn't appreciate it maybe i doubt it but they they came for the comedy so they they probably said this isn't the comedy let you know yeah and i think our name can be misleading because it's a very like generic and kind of spe- but also specific name you know but we, there's a lot that falls under that umbrella you know we add like a lot of personal uh, kind of touch to what we do, and I, I think guess, some people yeah. are like, they think it's like this thing, and and I think we've struggled with that because it is kind of a poor like marketing communication, I guess in a way. But uh, but no, that was fun and that was memorable, and I don't regret that happening. Is there any like uh, suitable for work uh, crazy accidents happen on, on the Zoom show you want to bring up? Something that hasn't happened on a live show or, hmm. or... well, like. It's always funny when you like tell a joke and then you hear someone like flush the toilet, you know, like, <laughs> um, it really gives like, uh, it's always such a humbling experience to do zoom comedy. Like, honestly, I think it keeps my ego in check. I have like a problem sometimes with my ego and I think it like has kept me extremely humble. So, um, but yeah, crazy stuff. I mean, the nakedness people like we get the zoom bombers. And it's funny because the Zoom bombers, they come on and they mess with the show. And I'm like, you know, we have like an open mic portion of the show. Like you can actually do a set. You don't have to like do whatever you're doing. And then after I said that, I was like, we want you to be like part of the show. Like we love the energy they bring. Because like anybody who logged on to do anything, it's like they're bringing some kind of energy to what you're doing. And uh, so we kind of like worked a few of them into the fold. And they're like really young kids, you know. Yeah. And honestly, it's scary. Like I hope that's not represented all the young kids out there because like no that's all the young kids as a country then we're kind of like yeah so you got to pipe pipe for them into the right direction Vahe. you got to be the ringleader in the future yeah i think it's great for that yeah one thing so your live shows and your virtual shows are kind of crash landing together can you talk about your upcoming live event Uh, granted it's halloween right now but uh you have you and uh, christopher doing a show at the moscone center yeah, so we get an email from this uh, convention, uh, Fan Expo at Moscone SF, and they're like, do you guys want to stream, or no, they said record what you're doing on our like stage at the conference. And uh, I was like, hell yeah. I was like, but we do a live stream. And then he said at the Moscone Center, the Wi-Fi is really bad, so they, they don't won't do a live stream. But they'll do like a three camera shoot recording where they like edit it, like people edit it and stuff, and it'll be seen live, like from the people who are there. And I was like, obviously, I really wanted to do that. So 
So it would be a live, so people can go to the convention, see this live, and then you guys will edit it as a as a Zoom show, and then post it on YouTube or on your socials. Yeah, yeah, and I think like they're going to give us a lot of freedom in terms of what we do because this has evolved, and now it's like a competition, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, you competed last night. I thought I got three percent to the vote. Three percent. Yeah. That, that's myself because as a comedian, I learned you always vote for yourself. You're you are the funniest person in the room at all times. Totally. Otherwise, yeah. no one's gonna say that. So you always have to that's vote for so yourself. Right. Yeah. There was yeah. a one new time comic last night. God bless this gregarious gentleman. Uh, as loquacious as he was yesterday, he's like, I didn't vote for myself, and I'm like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not a comic. That was his first time performing, so he hasn't learned that lesson. I know. Well, it's it's stuck it's it's stuck out to me. I didn't say anything because I didn't want to uh, influence. I didn't want to encourage him. But you know, you got to be cold to the new comics. They got to have a thick skin. Yeah, totally. I think he'll learn that. And because uh, if you don't vouch for yourself, like everyone else is, like got you know, a lot of comics are mostly focused on themselves. You know, they're not really in the business of helping like other comics so much. And I get it because it's so hard 